Welcome to the Younger View in Sports podcast, the first ever official episode. Most of you are probably coming from the Younger View in Sports YouTube channel, which has 101 subscribers, and I cannot thank you all enough for this. Now, this is going to be a little intro type. I will start getting to the actual topic. I got four topics that I plan to talk about here today. Um, but for all that, we got to get right into this. So, Yes, I started a podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a while. In fact, my ultimate goal of the Interview and Sports YouTube channel was to eventually take clips from a podcast, this one uh, per se, and then just post those clips to YouTube. If you look right now, what I was doing was I would just record videos about certain topics uh, and it would be good. Now, obviously, YouTube videos like the NFL draft, I could talk about draft prospects on here. Those mock draft videos... They're going to still be YouTube videos. This podcast type style, I, don't, I still have any idea <laughs> what I want to do for it. But for today, I thought, since the playoffs are on tonight, it's Cardinals-Rams. This is being recorded on Monday. It's currently 6.09. Um, then I thought, let's talk about Brian Flores being fired, the Cowboys' appointment, the Rams' cards game tonight, and Josh Allen turning into God mode. And we'll see what goes from there. I'm sure the Brian Flores being fired, could I could turn into a YouTube video probably. I just know I want there to be a bridge of content that I'm putting out there where I can just talk about stuff without having to turn it into an actual YouTube video. Because there are things that happen that I would like to talk about, but I don't think are worthy of being a YouTube video. So hopefully this podcast can be a way of me just getting it out there, a way to talk about stuff. Without having to turn it into like a 10 minute YouTube video, making a thumbnail, editing the video. It hopefully this podcast can just be my way of just talking. Because I don't plan on there being too much editing in this. Um, but it is just a way to get it out there. Get my thoughts out there on specific stuff. Like the Brian Flores, I wanted to turn into a video, but this was like I'm thinking to myself, I need a good clickbaity podcast title and what a what a what a thing to be talk about. Obviously, I'll be getting my uh, wildcard reactions video out there. There'll be an AFC one, then an NFC one, then the prediction video. So YouTube videos will still be going out regularly as possible. This is just bonus content. Because ultimately, my ultimate goal was always to start a podcast from the future. And I built up 101 subscribers on that YouTube channel. I can't thank you all enough. Uh, let's get 101 listeners on this podcast. Maybe even more. Let's shoot for the skies. Uh, but obviously, I know it's going to take a while to build the audience. So I can't thank you all enough for sticking with me this long. And so I hope you all genuinely enjoy this podcast. Um, if you want a deeper look into my life, and not just my beliefs about sports, but beliefs about other things, me and my friend Caleb are going to be starting a podcast out there called Who Cares? And that will be out at some point in time. I, it's not out yet. I'm sorry. It will be out at some point in time. And whenever that is, I will link to it because I'm just going to be pushing out content like a motherfucker out here. Uh, because the YouTube channel, sports podcast, real podcast. And I don't know which one I'm going to enjoy more. I love talking sports. Sports is my passion. Obviously, I want to turn this into a career. But I just like making content like this and stuff out there for you guys out there to hope listen. So I'm going to stop rambling about a bunch of boring nonsense now. And we're going to get right in to the sports talk. So we got to talk about this. This might be a catastrophic move for the Miami Dolphins. And if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan, I am furious, like very furious at my organization. 
Brian Flores being fired may set the Dolphins back into another rebuild. He was hired 2019-2020. And the Dolphins went 5-11. and Going into that offseason, they added some peace and frangency. They had their draft. They had a, three first-round picks, I think, from getting rid of Laramie Tunsil, which was a good move, like a really good move by them because they turned Laramie Tunsil, who is a top-10 left tackle, right? But they got a lot of value from him. And look at how the Texans have been doing since that trade. In fact, their star quarterback isn't even out the roster. So they turned that into Tua Tungabailoa, Austin Jackson, the left uh, the offensive tackle from USC, and then Noah Egbiagami, the corner from Auburn. And the big one there is two offs, and Jackson hasn't really panned out, and Noah Egbiagami has just been kind of average. This point, I wouldn't call him terrible. I'd say the worst pick out of those would be definitely be Austin Jackson. I feel like they did better in this year's draft getting Jalen Waddell and Jalen Phillips. I like Jalen Phillips a lot. I think he had a pretty good season for a rookie. Jalen Waddle, obviously, uh, offensive rookie of your candidate. He's just kind of being outshined by Jamar Chase, but he got the rookie uh, receiving record, so that was pretty good. So all those picks they've accumulated have been pretty, have worked out, I'd say, pretty well. Obviously, there's always been uh, answers about questions about Tua, but there was never really questions about Brian Flores, the head coach, until coming into this year. When they started one and seven, Tua was hurt, so they had to go out with Jacoby Brissett. Took him a while to finally get that first win. Lost to Jacksonville and Urban Meyer in London, really hurt. But once they were one and seven, they turned it around, and Brian Flores stuck with that team. Obviously, when they're sitting at one and five, one and six, one and seven, even they're starting to question things like, "Hey, what the hell is going on in Miami? They were just ten and six just last year." Because after the Tua draft, right, Fitzpatrick was honestly the leader of that team, but they kept putting Tua in. They couldn't really decide on quarterback. Kind of do what Carolina did this year, just kept subbing in and out quarterbacks. And the old saying goes, when you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks because you got to keep subbing in and out to get reps. And at that point, it's just stupid. It's not how it works. It's not like pitching in MLB, right, where one guy can go three innings and another guy can go three innings and another guy can go three innings and get you through a game and can win you a World Series like the Braves did this year but now that that is over with uh you just gotta you don't got no quarterback so Jacoby Brissett started off the year they went 10 and 6 and in fact so Brian Flores went 5 and 11 that year got those draft picks the next year he comes in he goes 10 and 6 they miss the playoffs by a game fine whatever you're expecting to reload start the year 1 and 7 uh questions are being thrown around about Tua people are calling Tua turn the ball over Instead of Tua Tungabailoa, uh, the questions of just being thrown around is, do we got to blow this thing up? Because obviously we didn't get it right. And I believe they got a right on coach. Quarterback I'm still out on. Still really don't have a true number one. I mean, Miles Gaskins is okay, but you obviously want an elite talent there running back. They got the right receiver, right? Offense line suddenly built up. And Brian Flores' defense wasn't playing that bad. Like, it was the offense that was always the problem. And once the offense got their stuff figured out and they figured together, they started winning games. They got it all the way back up to where they were 8-7 and seven at one point in prime position to take that 7 seed. They then lost the game late in the year, but they were sitting at 8-8. Eight and eight. They were either going to go 8-9 and have a losing record or they were going to go 9-8. and And it was Patriots coming to Miami. They wanted to win the division, so they didn't even rest starters. Miami Dolphins beat the New England Patriots, and they went 
not even a week later after that, Brian Flores is fired. And that may have been the worst move in the entire offseason. Unless the Giants do something, which wouldn't surprise me, I think keeping Joe Judge would have been worse. They fired him. If the New England Patriots, or the Miami Dolphins, firing Brian Flores may send them into a rebuild. Because if Tua doesn't work, then it doesn't work. you got to start over. Because now you need to find a new head coach. Brian Flores was a defensive coordinator. The offense wasn't really on him. He was calling the defensive plays. And sure, the defense wasn't playing its best, but the defense was playing average. Like he got this team turned around. He stuck with a one and seven team and turned them into a nine and eight winning team. Obviously, that start sucks. I get it. Firing Brian Flores was not the move. This to me looks like a bad franchise trying to do something smart by trying to make them look like a smart franchise. When in reality, it's just a dumb franchise move. This right here was a Stupid, stupid move by the Miami Dolphins. Brian Flores, I believe, can win a head can win a Super Bowl as a head coach. He turned a five and eleven Miami team into a ten and six, nine and eight team. He had a winning record, his coach, his head coaching career. And he's gonna get another job. He's easily gonna get another job. Giants could be calling. Broncos could be calling. I don't think they want to do another defensive coach. But Denver and Miami were kind of in the same way where they just got the offensive coordinator right. Everything kind of could have solved itself into place. The Bears, I don't think, need it because their defense is fine. But, hey, getting another defensive head coach, getting a good offensive coordinator in there could work. Um... The Texans, I think, are the favorite to get Brian Flores because of his connection with Deshaun Watson is linked. And the reason I, I everyone's kind of believe he's fired is a report came out that he told Tua they should have drafted Mac Jones. And I believe that's bullshit because why would you want another version of Tua, someone who really can't throw the ball downfield as much? But Mac Jones, I don't think, is better than Tua Tungabailoa right now. I don't believe that. I don't think you're a head coach going to your quarterback. Yeah, you know, we should have drafted your replacement, but you're our guy, so go out and win us some games. That's not how it works. And if you believe that, you're stupid because that is not what happened right there. Brian Flores being fired was apparently a power struggle, and I think that's what it was. The owner didn't like how he was running things, and he pushed back a little bit, and they fired him, and that's how bad franchises turn into worse franchises. A mediocre franchise could just be turned into a terrible franchise off this one move. Brian Flores was the only thing keeping this team together. He should not have been fired. You think Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick have always seen eye to eye? No. But you think Robert Kraft is going to fire Bill Belichick like that? No, he understands his team. Up in Green Bay, my favorite team, the Green Bay Packers, if you're a new listener and don't even know about my YouTube channel, which in fact, it's still the same tag, Younger View in Sports with James Irvin. Go subscribe there. Cheap plug. Brian Gutekust and Aaron Rodgers obviously haven't seen out either. It was the whole the whole summer. Us Packers fans had to hear about it. But you think Gutekust was just going to release Rodgers like that? No, because he understands that without Aaron Rodgers, they're not a 13-4 and four one seed. Do you understand what happened is insane? Because sometimes egos get in the way of success. 
And to me, this looks like an ego getting in the way of the success of a franchise. Brian Flores will get another job. And if he goes to the Texans, which David Cole was fired, which also he was a bridge head coach. Understanding was a bridge head coach. But at that point, just promote your offensive or defensive coordinator to head coach. Don't bring in a new guy, develop a new system just to fire him a year later. In fact, I don't think he would have been fired if Brian Flores didn't come on the market. I think the Texans are the prime favorite to get Brian Flores. And he's going to win. I don't think he's going to win his first year in Houston because that roster is terrible. But if David Cole can will that team to four wins, Brian Flores can get him to six. That's all I'm saying. I think Brian Flores is a much better head coach. And shoot, if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he'll definitely get a defensive coordinator job somewhere. But I think he's a head coach. He's going to win as a head coach. He's going to get another job. And this is going to be a terrible move for Miami if Tua doesn't work out. Because if Tua doesn't work out... You put all your eggs into one basket. So if that report is true, and Brian Flores was right about Tua, it's a bad look for your franchise all around. I like Tua. I'm an Alabama fan. I like Tua. I want Tua to succeed. But if Tua doesn't succeed, and you don't get an offensive-minded head coach, in fact, you could have kept Brian Flores for your defense, and that would have been just fine. But head coach and quarterback are just kind of linked together, ultimately. But you need to get an offensive-minded coordinator. You need a really good offensive coordinator. A creative offensive coordinator. Like the Broncos. If the Broncos had a creative offensive coordinator and a competent quarterback and they started Drew Locke all year, they might be a playoff team. But the Broncos' disappointment and failure are for another day. So there's my opinion on the Brian Flores firing. It should have never happened. And this could ultimately lead to Miami being a downfall again because they have to start a whole other rebuild and they got to start guessing on quarterback again. If they suck again next year and they're in prime position to get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, then sure, that's fine. If Aaron Rodgers becomes available and you can get Aaron Rodgers, that could be something. Russell Wilson become available, but I think if he is going anywhere, it's to the Giants uh, <laughs> because that's rumored around out there. So Brian Flores should have never been fired. He stuck with this team. He ultimately had a winning record, and it's just a bad move all around. It doesn't look good. For Miami, and I don't think this move ever will look good for Miami unless Brian Flores goes to Houston and flops. But again, who's going to win with that roster? You got any time? Um, and Tua, if Tua doesn't work out, you put kind of put all your eggs in one basket. And if Brian Flores is right about Tua, just ultimately doesn't look good. Moving on, let's talk about the Cowboys. Talk Cowboys, huh? Mike McCarthy's time management failures. Man, as a Packers fan, I know too much about Mike McCarthy's failures. Um, this is ultimately disappointing. I'll go more depth into this in the YouTube video, but I'll give my brief thoughts about this. Uh, calling QB draw with 20 seconds left. No timeouts. Sliding down the middle. Gotta get the official ball. He has to touch it. They didn't get the spike off. Obviously didn't get the spike off. Fans want to blame the ref. It's not because of the refs, because you were down 16-7. Your offense couldn't get going. Uh, Mike McCarthy said by halftime they felt settled in, and... <sighs> Okay. Final score was 23-17. Or, yeah, 23-17. 23-16, whatever. 23-17 is final. And they had a chance to win. They had a chance to go downfield, win the game, send it overtime, whatever. But they didn't. Dak Prescott wasn't making the throws. Dak Prescott, the offense just couldn't get going. And ever since Dak Prescott hurt his calf, again... The Cowboys have been average, and when Dak doesn't play well, the entire team 
doesn't play well. It kind of it's kind of like that for multiple teams around the NFL. If Rodgers is off, the Packers are off. If Mahomes is off, seems like the entire defense is off, right? If Dak Prescott doesn't play well, then the entire Cowboys team doesn't play well. Nick Bosa was out. Fred Warner was off the field. Those are real. Those are top ten defensive players in the league right now. Not their position, just top ten defensive players in the league. And they were both not even on the field. And the 49ers won the game. Their Jimmy Garoppolo did just enough. Really bad game management from Kyle Shanahan, which I'm hoping he pulls out against the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round up at Lambeau Field. Because game managing there was horrible. This is just a disappointing year for Dallas. I don't care. You won your division. It's a sucky division besides Philly, who I thought would be sucky anyways. Washington had six wins. New York had like four. Philly barely snuck into the playoffs. So you beat up on them. Your offense has been average since there were a couple exceptions out there. I mean, you put 50 on Washington, but they're a bad team. You put 50 on Philly's practice squad. Um, The only last time I remember truly seeing the Dallas Cowboys offense pop besides one of those two games I just mentioned was that Patriots game. After that Patriots game, the team was just kind of been average. Defense was average. Offense was average. In fact, sometimes defense was above average, and the offense was below average. Mike McCarthy, I don't think should be fired. I have something where if you make the playoffs, you should be. You shouldn't be fired. Eventually, you sh- will be because eventually you won't make the playoffs. Um, but if things don't change, Mike McCarthy is done, and that's just how it's gonna be. Because some of those play calls are stupid. Saying that you weren't settled into the game until halftime was stupid. Maybe after like a first drive, right? Like after the first drive, we really got settled in. That's fine. But halftime? What is your entire game plan for a first half? You can't keep going down at halftime and come storming all the way back. You're not going to win games like that. And it just proved right there. They're a first-round exit. The Cowboys disappoint. They're a first-round exit, going 12-5. and and that's just how it's been. Who will disappoint more tonight, the Rams or the Cardinals? Because by midseason, you're, everyone's probably thinking, yeah, first-round exit for either one of these teams is quite disappointing. Now, if they made it to the divisional, depending on who they faced, right? But a wild-card exit for either one of these teams, that would be disappointing. And in fact, you're thinking the Cardinals probably get the one seed. Rams are a wild-card. They'll face a bad team. They'll make it to the divisional. Cardinals are one seed. They'll face the lowest seed. They'll probably make it to the championship game. And then they'll face each other in the NFC Championship. That didn't happen. The Cardinals fell off a cliff, as it seems with most Cliffs Kingsbury teams. The Rams and Matthew Stafford just were there for a while. That lost to Green Bay gives them the one seed, but they couldn't win the big games. So which team will it disappoint more? The 1-7-0 team that Rasul Douglas kind of ended their season? Or the Rams, who got all these moves just to lose in the wild card round to a road playoff team and Kyler Murray with out DeAndre Hopkins, it will be the Rams. The Rams would be more of a disappointment tonight. The Cardinals haven't made the playoffs in years, so them getting to the playoffs is a huge step forward for their franchise. Cliff Kingsbury's falling off a cliff trend will continue, but they made the playoffs, right? This will affect McVay's legacy, the Rams GM, and most importantly, Matthew, Matthew Stafford's legacy because he will, if he didn't win this playoff game tonight with this loaded roster around him, then he can't win anywhere <laughs> because it's a weakened Cardinals team. I think the Rams do win tonight. If they don't, it's a really bad look for Stafford. 
He will be known as this great regular season quarterback who has all the stats in the world. And he can't win the big game. And he just couldn't win the big game. He couldn't get it done. Maybe like Dan Marino, but I think everybody looks at Dan Marino way better. A, a worse version of Dan Marino will ever be spent Stafford's legacy. Next year, he could win it. Next year, he could win a Super Bowl. I don't think this is their Super Bowl year, but they need to win a playoff game. Matt Stafford hasn't won a playoff game in his entire career, and they need to win a playoff game. Or it was a disappointment season. Adding Odell. Adding Von Miller. They need to win this playoff game. Otherwise, it's... They'll, they can't win it. Matthew Stafford can't win the big game in the bright lights. Biggest game of his career was against Tampa. And they won that game. They should not have let San Francisco into the playoffs. Should not have let San Francisco into the playoffs. Yet they did. They did. San Francisco is a dangerous team. They could potentially be a Super Bowl team. They made it to the Super Bowl once, Jimmy Garoppolo. Imagine what they could do now. Now they got better weapons up there. Fred Warner, it looks like he's going to be playing. Can Nick Bosa be playing? That is the other question. Because he's a huge part to that team. If you let San Francisco into those playoffs, that was just a bad mistake right there by the Rams. And guess whose fault it was? Matthew Stafford for throwing that interception. So yes, I don't think the Cardinals, it won't affect them too much. Next year, they're going to need to start winning playoff games. Otherwise, they might need to get Cliff Kingsbury out of there because that roster is too talented not to be winning playoff games. It's just a tough matchup because both these teams should are deserving of a wild card win. But the Rams losing first round night at home. Matthew Stafford can't win a playoff game. Sean McVay got the quarterback wrong. In fact, Jared Goff won more playoff games than Matthew Stafford has. He doesn't win tonight. And that will forever be an argument until next season. So I think the Rams absolutely have to win. And I think that's why they will win. Because this will affect most of this team's legacy and how this team is treated for a while. Now, let's talk about Josh Allen becoming God against Buffalo. Because this... To me, proves why Josh Allen is a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He hasn't won one yet, but he will win one. Great defense. Cold weather. Best defensive-minded head coach in NFL history. And Josh Allen throws five touchdown passes, no interceptions, 238 yards. Runs all over him. Because he's Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the guy. Josh Allen is the guy. And if you're looking at the rest of the division, he might be the guy for a while. Look at the other quarterbacks in the division. Tua, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. Fairly young quarterbacks, but Josh Allen's also fairly young. Drafted 2018. The next closest one was Tua in the 2020 draft. And then the 2021 draft was Mac Jones, Zach Wilson. So there's still time for all these guys to turn into superstars. Tua has the clock ticking faster on him. Mac Jones will always be fine as long as he was the Patriots, so he'll win games. And then Zach Wilson's with the Jets, so I can't really say too much about him. But then look at all the other quarterbacks around the AFC. Mahomes. Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. I haven't lost hope on Baker. I'll talk about him in depth later. Um, But, yeah, Baker Mayfield. You know, look at the South. Trevor Lawrence. I still have hope he's going to be a generational-type talent because even Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie year, and look how he turned out. Don't know about Deshaun Watson yet. I think Ryan Tannehill is getting older. The West, you got Derek Carr, who's a playoff quarterback. Not a playoff winning quarterback, playoff quarterback. Broncos don't have a quarterback. Uh, you look to the AFC North, uh, just name them. Burrow, Ben's gone, don't really know who's Pittsburgh quarterback is. Lamar Jackson's at one an MVP. 
and Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase seem to really turn that Bengals organization around. So where do you place Josh Allen there? I think Josh Allen is two. I think it's Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert. Those are my top three AFC quarterbacks. You're putting, yes, I really am putting Justin Herbert over Lamar Jackson. From what I've seen, Justin Herbert, really, really good. But Josh Allen doing that is the performance of his career and why he's worth every penny the Bills spent this offseason to get him. Because this was his test, right? Beat that defense. Beat this truly elite defense and might be the best defense in the AFC besides the Pittsburgh Steelers who Mahomes torched. That's probably the best defense he's going to see. That is probably the best defense Josh Allen is going to see. In fact, his next matchup (laughs) is, in fact, against the Kansas City Chiefs. It'll be Bengals-Titans, Chiefs-Bills. And if he did that to that... Patriots defense, I would watch out if I was Kansas City Chiefs. So, Josh Allen right there proved why he can win a Super Bowl. Now, he, he does he have bad games? Sure. Everyone has a bad game. Why? Look at Aaron Rodgers in week one. Now he's going to win the MVP. Look at Joe Burrow. Couple games. He was throwing like no touchdown passes. Herbert had some bad games in there. Mahomes had some really bad games in there. And look, I think Josh Allen's Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think it's Packers year, personally. I think every year is Packers years. But if it were one team that scared me running into them, I, I think the Packers can beat the Chiefs. I think they can stop Mahomes. They've stopped elite quarterbacks before. They stopped Stafford this year. They stopped Kyler Murray this year when he was on his 7-0 incredible stretch. The defense held Patrick Mahomes to 13 points. One team that scares me on the other side of this is the Bills. I think Josh Allen has activated something. I think this offense is clicking, and I think everything is firing on all cylinders. So I think it's Packers-Bills Super Bowl, and the Bills scare me a lot. I don't know. I, I still pick Packers. If you haven't watched my uh, playoff picks, go watch that. But Josh Allen last night, or on Saturday night, proved why he can win a Super Bowl, and the Bills might be the most dangerous team in all of the AFC playoffs. Quick recap before we close things out. On the first podcast, Brian Clores being fired, bad. Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, disappointing, bad. Uh, Cardinals can lose, and it won't affect them as much as it will affect the Rams losing, and Josh Allen is Super Bowl MVP. I hope you all enjoy this style of content, because I enjoyed making this. This is going to probably be uh, 28, 30 minutes. All I really need it to be, because this is way fun. Hopefully, I'm going to get some more guests on here. We're going to talk sports, talk some more fantasy football when that happens. Baseball, whenever they get their shit together, it's going to happen. Basketball, when they get their <laughs> shit together, it's going to... No, they got their shit. If basketball's fun to watch, Giannis is the MVP. There's uh, a little basketball snippet right there. And I just love making contact for you guys. It's just going to be another form of content. The YouTube videos are still going to be coming out. I hope you all enjoy this, and I really do hope it's really fun because it was fun for me to make. Obviously, the ultimate goal is to have the one big podcast. The ultimate, ultimate goal is to have my own sports show on, like, Fox Sports 1. Like, get up, be on there. That's going to be cool. But this is just something for me to test out, see how you guys like it. And, you know, I don't know when these are going to come out. It's not going to be weekly or anything. Whenever there's, like, a time I feel there's a lot of content out there that I want to get out, that's when I'm going to basically be recording these podcasts. So I hope you all do enjoy. Make sure to listen. Make sure to like and subscribe. Go to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Young Review and Sports, whenever me and Caleb put out our podcast. Go listen to that, but you all get announcements when that comes. 
And you know what I always say? If you are not, if you're a new listener, I always end a video with a certain phrase. Like, go to my YouTube videos. You can look through any one. It will always end like this. Thank you for listening. <laughs>